Capital One has a fresh take on banking. Now you can open a new savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Banking with Capital One means five times the savings toward your dream honeymoon, or five times the savings toward your family's ultimate vacation, even five times the savings toward just feeling good about saving. It's time to make your savings goals come true. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC. One spring morning, 25 years ago this week, I presented myself for work for the first time at the Financial Times, wearing a brand new orange corduroy skirt and feeling sick with nerves. Today, as on most other mornings in the past quarter of a century, I will present myself again for work, though these days I no longer wear orange corduroy and no longer feel especially nervous. As on other mornings, I will take my place at my desk, from which I report on the modern world of work, where no job is for life, all skills are portable, and loyalty refers to a plastic card that you produce at the till at Tesco. In other words, it's a world in which I've become an anachronism. Last week I had lunch with an acquaintance, and by way of making conversation, I said that I was about to celebrate 25 years at the newspaper. 25 years? he repeated, his face contorting with horror. I'd keep that quiet if I were you. I crept away after the lunch, wondering whether he was right. Was the fact of having plodded on interminably with a single employer something to hush up, or something to shout from the rooftops? In almost every other relationship, the answer is obvious. Stability and longevity are something to celebrate. I've held on to the same friends I had at primary school, which I'm pleased about, and to the same husband I married 20 years ago, which I'm even more pleased about. But 25 years with the same employer is rather different. There are no children involved. There's no value to the bond per se. To feel any loyalty to an employer who could fire you at any moment is soft in the head. Staying put shows an aversion to risk, and either a lack of imagination or a lack of opportunity. At a time when we're supposed to value flexibility and change above all other things, careers like mine are a disgrace. But then I started to think about my contemporaries and my spirits began to lift. Of my ten closest friends, four have had the same sort of career as I've had. They flitted about promiscuously after university before settling down into a stable relationship with a single employer. One has done 27 years and the others 22, 21 and 20 years respectively. At least in the circles I move in, it seems I'm not a weirdo at all. Last week I convened a hasty focus group to discuss the pros and cons of being a professional stick in the mud. We agreed we were lacking in imagination and generally risk-averse. But we also agreed that none of us had ever planned to stay put for so long. It had just happened, because, mainly, we enjoyed what we were doing and never found anything else more tempting. And then one of my friends said that she felt loyal to the values of her company and that they fitted her. I cringed as I hate talk of company values. But though I wouldn't have put it like that, I realised she was right. I've stayed because I fit. Grudgingly, we all confess to feelings of loyalty, however unfashionable that might be. We feel loyal to the people we work with, but also have some fondness for the company in the abstract too. If anyone ever assumes I work for the Times, 
I correct them snappily. Financial times, I say. We also agreed that the years had not passed in a monotonous blur. All of us had done different jobs within our companies, but more importantly, our industries have changed a great deal in the last two decades. At the FT, my first long feature was about an ailing British manufacturer of agricultural equipment. That company no longer exists. The typewriter I wrote it on doesn't exist either. And most of the people who I worked with back then, though they still do exist, are no longer on this newspaper. This mixture of variety and stability has been most agreeable. And if these arguments about the joys of long service fail to convince, there is one more. I've received a letter congratulating me on my silver jubilee, which was quite nice, and a gift of £1,000, which was nicer still. The problem now is what to spend it on. I'd like to do something symbolic with it and first considered a smart new laptop. But then do I want to do even more work at home? What about Botox to disguise the wrinkles gained? But then, as I've just claimed to be proud of the passing of time, it doesn't seem right to start waging war with it. Perhaps I'll spend it on a couture suit of orange corduroy, which, after 25 years in the fashion wilderness, is surely due for a comeback. Hello, I'm Gideon Rackman, Chief Foreign Affairs Columnist for the Financial Times, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my weekly podcast, The Rachman Review, in which I talk to correspondents, decision makers, and thinkers about world affairs. As policymakers grapple with the impact of coronavirus, we've decided to focus on the politics of the pandemic, from the way citizens are reacting to the lockdown in Spain and Italy, to how the hyperconnected, globalized world has left us vulnerable to planetary emergencies. So please join me every Wednesday morning on ACAST or your preferred podcast platform. Listener.